Off to a pretty good start. Hello everyone. Huddle up. Huddle up. It's time again for Hot Little Takes with <laughs> Mike and Christian. <laughs> we are your hosts, Mike and Christian. Hello. Check it out. It's been a while. It's been a whole week. It's been a week. We're actually more on top of things than we have been. <laughs> I know. I'm actually really impressed that here we are. Again, I, uh, before the mic in the shoe. I had a hard time listening to the last episode because I was pretty blotto when we were recording it. Okay. But, you know, these things happen. So we're going to we're gonna try to cover a couple... We had a lot of shit that we wanted to talk about because there's new Deuce. Big episode of the Deuce that we wanted to talk about. Uh-huh. I finally watched Undone. And yes, we definitely want to hit that. And then we're going to... We definitely want to talk about El Camino at least a little bit. And, and, I, and I finished Righteous Gemstones. And Gemstones. And Gemstones. Fuck. All right. That won't take too long. That won't take that won't take too long, but do we want to just get into it, talk about Undone a little bit? This is a show that you were sure. Unless there's anything you want to say about streaming services or not really. I saw the Mandalorian trailer for the first time today, and it looks like some fantasy Dorco stuff that is not really interesting to me. Aside uh, from Werner Herzog. Aside from Werner Herzog. Yeah, that's how they're getting guys like us in. <laughs> They're like, we got Werner fucking Herzog in our Star Wars show. There is a video, you know, there's a video on Criterion that I've been meaning to make us sit down and watch. I think it's only 14 or 15 minutes long, and it's called Werner Herzog Eats a Shoe, and it's about him losing a bet to someone and eating a shoe. What's the, one of those documentaries he drinks out of his shoe? I don't know, but this in this one he eats a shoe. Huh. So and I, yeah, he's a man of his word. It's probably worth our time. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch that. <laughs> special, special Werner Ritzog episode coming soon. I don't know. Uh, the only other thing I saw about like Apple stuff was they're making a Foundation series with Jared uh, Harris. Oh, that's right. You sent me this yesterday. And that's the only thing that looks that looks interesting. that actually interests me. Lee Pace is in it too. He's a really yeah. great yeah, yeah, theater yeah. film guy. Sure. Um, yeah, those two guys have pretty. I've got carp. They've got carp launch for me. I, I've never read that trilogy, mm-hmm. but I know. Who that's, wrote that? That's Asimov, and I think. Oh, okay. I think each book skips hundreds of years. It's like his future history or whatever. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's definitely on the plane of being cool. Yeah, if they don't drag it out past. I mean, I don't know how many more of those books were written after the trilogy by other authors or by Hammer. God knows. Yeah, who knows? Know. Who knows? Yeah, that's about all I have to say about that shit this week. Yeah, I mean, the the only thing I have to say about Apple is what is, like, in opposition to Apple. I watched two Amazon shows in full this week. I watched Undone over the course of two days, and I watched the entire Modern Love series over the course of two days. And... That was good stuff. Amazon's cranking out good shit, huh? Amazon is cranking out good shit right now. Aside from, you know... Um, Aside from destroying... Factory workers. <laughs> Aside from dying, destroying the world. Dying of heart attacks and, you know, industries falling apart. Yeah. That's, they do make good content. It's, yeah. It makes... <laughs> <laughs> Thank God they're not paying taxes so they can pay for these shows. Yeah. I'm sure that's where the money's coming from. <laughs> Jeff Bezos is like, I'm paying these out of pocket. It hurts. That hurts. He's pretty flush. It's pretty fucking lame. Whatever. Um, all right, undone has been like your show of the season. So do you want to do you want to kick it off with a monologue of how much you adore it? I was thinking about this earlier because I knew you'd finished it, and so this show I think I I I took on a very personal level. And we don't sure. get very we don't get super personal about a lot of these things very often. Sure, but. I watched it a uh, week after I lost a friend, mm-hmm. and I was in an erratic state, and I've also dealt with a lot of shit with I was, was going to say, also a few months after. Yeah, my dad passed away about six months ago, and that's a big theme in this show. Yeah. So I really connected to the character, the lead, and just the like overwhelming emotional state that that thing kind of puts you in. Like it's yeah. It's really, it's like... A totally absorbing kind of Yeah, and it's grief. a little suffocating, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you have to learn to swim in it or whatever. Sure. So I watched that thing all in one night, and then the next and you thought, day, and, but, and, and it's then like, <laughs> we watched it the next day. Right, because you said that you were a little afraid that you might have dreamed it, which is totally a valid, a totally valid thing to yeah. think. Um, and I think we talked about it a little bit on episodes after you'd first watched this, but so it's, ro- it's a rotoscoped half-hour 
tragic comedy. So it looks like... It's about four hours, right, total? Yeah, it's eight half-hour episodes, which is just, like... Perfect. Shoot it into my veins. Yeah. When I was watching it, I did... It was hard not to think of shows like Atlanta and Homecoming that, like, just nailed the sort of comedic, sort of dramatic, but very focused, like, driving plots in the half-hour structure. Fleabag is also... Yeah, uh, a half hour, and it's that's, such a good form. That's that Chekhov stuff we like, where it's like mm-hmm. these are real people. There are funny situations, but they're ultimately tragic and full of error. And yeah, yeah. So I don't know where to tie where to start about the show. I mean, because it it really is a very tender feeling piece. It's and a you, character. Yeah, you piece. really, you really, you really get attached to all of them. And so it's about this girl named Alma, mm-hmm. who, if for those of you who haven't watched it, because all that's and that's a good point. Because this has gone, I think, mostly unremarked about. I haven't heard a lot of people talking about the show, and I find that really surprising. Yeah, I told everybody I knew to watch it, but I didn't hear a lot of other people yeah. independently. Telling me to watch it or anything. Yeah, like I haven't that. seen a lot about it and, it, and that shocks me because the performances are great. Like, it's such a fun experiment. Well, and I think rotoscoping is a pretty niche form anyway. I think some people just can't really get into it. I love that kind of shit. Like, this yeah. felt like a s- spiritual sister to Waking Life, which is a yeah, I really course. love. Yeah, and that, and obviously there is a lot of, like, kind of link later overlap. Well, and, and thematically that, inside of this show, too. Yeah, in that it's like, are you in a dream? And in this, it's like, is she crazy? Or yeah. is, you know, she she's in an accident, and after that she starts having visions, and... Um, and that's all in the first episodes. There's more stuff that... There's tons to unpack. That you, that you don't want, well, you don't want to... Spo- some of it we probably don't want to spoil. I wouldn't want to, no. But there's great performances all around, a small cast... Maybe. Yeah, it's a really t- it's a really tight seven or eight primary, mm-hmm. if that even. I really like the lead a lot. I think she's a uh, yeah Ro- Rosa Salazar is her yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, that's a great that's a really good performance. She's uh very she's very much in pain, but mm-hmm. masks it with such humor, and I think that's something we can relate to. Well, she's and her family is uh, sort of repressed and very religious Texas. Um, Latina, Latina community. Yeah. You know her mother. Her mother is like pretty tightly wound, and her sister's very type A, and um, and she's the crazy one. And she's the cra- and she's the, the older quote, crazy and one. And she's yeah. the older sister. Yeah, the the performance of the the her sister I I enjoy a lot too. Yeah, that was like a person that you were like I have met this person a lot. Well, and this <laughs> thing tracks everyone's arc really well. Like the whole setup in the beginning is her sister will be getting married. Yeah, and that's like a big part of the arc you're seeing is mm-hmm. getting to that point. Yeah. And there's a lot of... And what that means in terms stuff. of the father. There's a lot of the father stuff. Bob Odenkirk plays your dad. Yeah, great. Bob Odenkirk. We talked about this the first night that I was watching it. I just give me as much Odenkirk as we can handle. I told Mike that I want to see his Death of a Salesman. Oh, yeah. Willie Loman on Broadway. I think that he'd be great. Yeah. And even that I'd like to see it with those two girls playing the... Playing the, <laughs> playing playing the, the daughter. Playing the yeah. yeah. Yeah, it did have a lot of those kind of vibes. And we we joke about, like, how the source of all drama is the father or the mother. <laughs> yeah. But, you know... Yeah. The sins of the father Freud, is Freudian some, shit. Yeah. The sins of the father is, like, a staple of... Uh, dramatic literature for yeah. the last couple hundred years. And that's definitely one of the main themes in this show. And kind of the idea of being able to change the th- traumas in your life as opposed to moving past them or, yeah. you know, how that, how, or moving past them in order to change those in your in your associations, in your mind. Yeah, and, and the way that you treat interactions with the people in your life. Like, she has a lot of these moments where she's like, almost stuck in a loop with interactions and has the ability to kind of go back and correct the way that she handles things and deals with things and actually move her relationships on in a positive way as opposed to, like, antagonizing them all the time. Yeah, and part of it is, like, just thinking before she acts or speaks and having a little more presence presence and mindfulness about how powerful she really is Yeah, and how much she can affect everyone around her because... When the thing starts, she's very much in a place of feeling... Complacent and... Yeah, and, like, 
stuck in a rut. Yeah. Like her opening monologue is like, I wake up, I brush my teeth, I take a shower, yeah, yeah. I do the same shit every day, and yeah. it feels empty. And she's got a lot of ennui or whatever. The I show like was her, rife with ennui. I like her boyfriend a lot. He's that's a funny. What else is that bit, guy in? I don't know. He's I, he's he, in something. Uh, yeah, funny performance out of that guy. When they have really good rapport, because those characters have a really snarky yeah dynamic yeah um they're both really clever people yeah and they understand each other's sense of humor which yeah. is which is a dark one when that sets her aside that uh, sets him aside from her relationship with her sister and her mother who are yeah. <laughs> so far away from understanding her sense of humor trust is a big thing in the show just yeah. how relationships yeah. work and people can can trust each other or keep secrets or mm-hmm. be Mm-hmm. be loyal to each mm-hmm. other or any of that kind of stuff. Right. Ah, God, it's a, I fucking loved it. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun. It's like a good psychological... I think anyone can connect to it. Like, oh, absolutely. Everyone feels crazy and stuck in their own shell and has to navigate these relationships, and that's really what life is about. Yeah. And it's just a... It's a pretty visually dazzling show sometimes yeah. when i started it i and i knew that i was gonna think this because the first episode is a lot more contained in terms of its place in time and space yeah she, it's, it's much more straightforward and i was thinking as i'm watching i'm like why because you know i you know i don't really like animated stuff and i was like why does this look the way that it does why I does this of, need to be animated? i just want to see this like these actors doing this for real and then you get to the second episode and you're like Oh, they have to do this. Yes. Has to be the way it's, that it it's, is. It's, it's 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 like Waking Life does that well because yeah. it's in a dream. Like yeah, you need. There's every once in a while. There's some sequence of her transitioning from a room to another room that is like, oh wow, the, you yeah. know, like, really, really kind of pulls the floor out from underneath you. It and puts is, you in her mindset. Yeah, because she's kind of like losing chunks of time and space, and suddenly yeah. is like in a different place or in a memory. It's very dissociative, like, to just how we um, relate existentially to time, you know? It reminded me of Sirens of Titan, like, not Sirens of Titan, Slaughterhouse-Five, the Vonnegut story. Yeah, 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 the way that it jumps, yeah, Yeah, of course. Yeah, they have those Tralfamadorian aliens who Uh view time as, like, a mountain range, Uh and so they can see the whole mountain at the same time instead of just being on part of the trail like humans Mm -hmm. are, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what she... It's totally. experiencing. She's out, totally. you know, woman out of time. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I <laughs> uh, I don't really know, I don't really have, like, a lot of criticisms for it. The ending, I was like, oh, God, I didn't realize that it was going to set itself up for for more. I kind of thought, I kind of thought it was going to be a single. I don't know if that's been 100% confirmed, because I think the ending they left it on was... Oh, no, don't, we can't talk about what it is. Well, but, we can't, but I know that some people want that to just be a one-off thing and that be the way it ends and other uh, people want more of this universe and this story i i, I was i was i was hoping that it was gonna that it was gonna kind of close the door and end the story but it it seems like it's interested in going and it probably won't further. be several years before they can make it because that's a long yeah did you watch the documentary they they make a they have a little oh there's like a feature out with it yeah oh, like no, i didn't oh i'd like to watch the making that. of it and it's super fascinating because they really, really planned the shit out of the every oh, shot to. that they did. Well, I was just thinking about the way that the script must be laid out, the way that you're, especially oh, yeah. later on, returning to things that you're like, oh, Jesus. like Yeah, that must be crazy to read. Yeah. I, yeah, I wonder, I really wonder what it looks like. I wonder what the shooting schedule like was like on that thing. Well, and the reason that they, part of the cool thing about that, um, about rotoscoping is like, they could shoot in relatively cheap environments. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a pretty inexpensive way to work, isn't it? They had to shoot, like, everything a bunch from different angles and over... Like, I guess the actors were saying that it's a lot more... A lot longer than it takes to shoot a normal thing Uh because they have to, like, just get as much coverage, I think, as possible. Uh And also, a a lot of those are these big, sweeping, moving things. She's, like, running down a hall and it falls into space and she's floating and... I mean, just the... Davi Diggs is, like, jumping from, like, lily pad to yeah, lily pad toward great. her at that one point. Uh, that's like, great. He the, gives a pretty funny performance in that. The, all the preschool scenes are really funny. 
Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that was like a thing they kept going back to. Yeah, that was a, that was a funny job for her. Yeah, totally, and a, and one you can understand someone who's like maybe slacking a little in their life, but is also like doing probably the best thing they a can. A teacher of children, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're teaching, just teaching toddlers. Yeah, the scenes with the kids are all, the kids are all, uh, give, uh, <laughs> have some good one-liners and stuff. Oh yeah, and then they walk off and she's been, she's like, this one was being a little asshole or whatever. The V Diggs is like, okay, okay. Yeah, he, yeah, he gives such a great <laughs> millennial boss Yeah, with his, performance. Bo- with his bow tie. With his bow tie, yeah. They made a lot of interesting choices. The backgrounds of that thing are all like oil paintings mm-hmm. that were done separately. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wow. one of the, you should watch that featurette. Yeah, I want to see that. That was it's fucking it's great. It's really good. It's really good. I'm a little nervous about there being more of it, but I mean, it is. It's just so fun to look at, and the the pace of it is great. So well, and I, there's so much. It's like I'm gonna not watch another four hours. There's so much you hours. can do with that medium that I hope this. Oh kinda, wow! This kicks yeah. up some more. Scanner Darkly is a great, you know, right. movie that right. depends on that to do, like, the, the masking effect they do. They wear mm-hmm. those, like, I can't remember what they call them, but their faces keep changing so that they can remain undercover. Like, mm-hmm. shit wouldn't look as good on CG. Sure. Yeah, that's, I, Undone was fucking great. I think everyone needs to watch it. That's definitely going to be on our end of the year list. I feel like that'll probably get some... Some steam some, later. Yeah, or some Emmy nods. For something like who knows the Emmys next year are going to be visual effects or some shit maybe if nothing else sure a lot of TV shows story a lot of TV uh, shows don't take on that kind of visual challenge though I mean that's why I for someone who doesn't typically like to see animated anything I was like this is like a really great experiment in the form yeah you know what I mean like I'm so much more interested in something like that than just well and they wouldn't have been able to afford to do that with CG. Like, that's part of the... Yeah. Like, I think the director talks about that. He's like, part of the reason they went with rotoscoping is because it is cheaper than getting a bunch of CG backgrounds Weirdness. and effects and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking cool. People need, people should watch this. Yeah. I'd highly, highly recommend it. I think all everything we want to talk about today is highly recommended. Do we want to say a couple words about gemstones before we yeah, take I, a break? Yeah, I, re- I watched the last one. I don't know when we last touched on gemstones. It's it's but we've never really gone like deep dived on deep deep dove. Yeah, divin deep, divin depths, divin into the depths. Yeah, twenty thousand leagues under the gemstones. In, we got really into how much we love misbehaving. <laughs> song yeah, of the century. hell yeah, and you know, and it ends in a fun way. I know there's more on the way. Yeah, they set it up for more, but they also ended on kind of a note where I was like, "Oh, this could wrap the series if they wanted to." I I think I think it's just supposed to be the two seasons, and they're going to close the door on it. That's what they did with uh, Vice Principals, Vice Principals too. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks since I've seen that last one, so I can't really can't conjure any of the the real gems. What, uh, any highlights you want to talk about? In the, in the whole first season? Yeah, in the whole first season, or even just that finale. Uh, well, in the finale particularly, (laughs) I liked, what's his name? Rafe? The, uh... Oh, the, oh, the guy... Adam uh, Devine's little buddy. Adam Devine's boyfriend, or Him in the gimp suit in the zero gravity chamber with his dick out. That was funny. Is one of the funniest side gags I've ever seen. That was really funny. <laughs> and then it, that scene ends where he's like, I'm still really high, though. <laughs> the Kind of Keith is that character's name. They, Keith. All of those characters Justice for Keith. have great storylines that are well... I gotta give that thing credit for how well it's written. Like, Oh my god. Because there was a minute in the first couple where I was like, if this is just about Gideon... Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a little frustrated, but everyone gets pretty fleshed out. Oh yeah, stories well, of their own. And I think that the that the sneaky best performance in the show is probably the sister. And I wish I could. Yeah, I was gonna say. Remember that actress's name? She is fuck. I'm she's on, on fire. fire. <laughs> yeah, I think she's probably stealing that thing a little bit. Yeah. Because you don't. Christ, really... BJ, you're such an asshole. I can't. I couldn't watch the show without thinking of Succession because it's like <laughs> so funny that they have like this older son, this middle daughter, younger son, patriarch. Yeah. It is you know it crazy is, uncle. It is tough this week to not have Succession to talk about. Yeah, it feels like someone in the room left. Yeah, you know? but like left 
and everyone was like cheering. <laughs> they they got applause out the door. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you. So you watched. It'll be back. It'll be back, but I I miss it. There's I know. A, there's a succession I, size hole in my week. I feel the hole. <laughs> feel your hole. I feel the so hole. So you, but you watched the Watchmen, which is oh uh, God, supposed I, to take I its place. I forgot I even did that. Any, I didn't watch it. So uh, do you have do you have any hot little takes? Um, uh, I think it looks like a show. That doesn't really have to do anything with the Watchmen. Like Jeremy Irons is is one character from the book. Jeremy Irons is in it. Jeremy Irons is in it. Wow. And there, and um, Regina King is the star, and I yeah. love her. I mean, shit, Boondocks, dude. Like Oscar winner Regina King. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It feels so far removed from the original story. Uh-huh. It deals a lot with race. It's all in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh-huh. um, you know the Watchmen took the real world and then spun it off into its own little universe and this is like like years and years after that book uh. so it's like a lot of degrees of separation going on right. anyway i don't know i'm 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 super skeptical you were you were kind of thumbs down on you it well alan moore didn't write it and sure. he's i mean that i i've said to you many times i'm sure like that that graphic novel is listed as, like, one of the greatest... No- the only graphic novel, I think, maybe other than Mouse, to be, like, greatest actual novels of the 20th century. Uh-huh. And Mouse is about the Holocaust. Um, Watchmen is about nuclear nuclear war uh-huh. and about, um, sacri- like, utilitarian sacrifices, like the few for the many or mm-hmm. whatever kind mm-hmm. of shit. And uh, this show... I mean, it's early. I don't know if I'll keep up on it too much. There's a running thing where... I didn't tell you about this. In this world now, for some reason, uh, Robert Redford is president, I guess. And, oh. and apartheid's have been paid. <laughs> okay. So there's a... At the beginning of the... At the beginning of the episode, they're going to see a all-black version of Oklahoma. It's very popular right now. And... Um, there's a character Oklahoma named There's a character named Judd who if you know Oklahoma, Oklahoma yeah. you know that guy is going to be dead by the end of the episode. Sure. And he is. Oh. Um, played by Crockett. There was a Shakespeare round on Jeopardy today and I just flexed on everybody. Isn't that great? Oh my god. I love it when there's ones that I know really. They go like I'm going to get every single one of these. Hell yeah. <laughs> I've had a couple like startlingly good nights over the last couple weeks. There's only a couple categories that really fuck me up. You know, Bodies of Water I don't do well with. Jeopardy's way more entertaining than the Watchmen uh, premiere. You know what? Okay, while we're on the subject... Alex Trebek is dying. I didn't want to talk about Trebek, actually, but I just wanted to... Sorry. I just wanted to give Jeopardy the edge. Wheel of Fortune precedes it. Wheel of Fortune is for dumb people. Yeah, Wheel of Fortune is, like, so inferior to Jeopardy. I know, I've met people before who were like, I was raised on Wheel of Fortune, I was like, Oh, Oh, so you're an idiot. Your family's fucking too dumb for Jeopardy? (laughs) <laughs> don't know how to ask a question in the farm. <laughs> Answer. <laughs> oh my god! I was in the liquor store the other day, and there was a a category fall. It was you know like when fall is in quotations, or these like fall is part of every answer. Uh, and I hit like four in a row, and then like the <laughs> the sixteen hundred dollar question was something about Poe, and I knew it was. Fall the House of Usher in his suit, and I was like, Fall the House of Usher, and threw all this rolled up receipt paper at the television. It was a triumphant moment. Man, I, I envy you're watching Jeopardy at work. <laughs> Sounds great. That's what I should just start watching the reruns on YouTube anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, we're trying to do a podcast about TV, so we're making an effort. Hey, Jeopardy's was more entertaining than Watchmen. Jeopardy fucking rules. Jeopardy fucking rules. Uh, Alright, so we take a break, come back, talk Deuce, El Camino. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Why doesn't everyone go use the little boys' or girls' room or or whatever room? and Just keep driving your car. Do tinkle, whatever you're doing. Tinkle. Drink some coffee. Sure. We'll be back soon. Hell yeah. Bye. Are we back on? Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> that hurts. Yeah, it sucks. That hurts. Hey, everybody. <laughs> We're back. I'll cut that for you. <laughs> Poor fucker. Uh, 
Man, Mike Mike pulled the button down. He's got full Burt Reynolds going on right now. Oh, man. I didn't realize I was showing so much chest. <laughs> but I'm not sorry about it. I've, uh... <laughs> I'm going to be nice and warm when I go to Alaska. Oh, when are you going to Alaska? Once I can get another $1,800. Oh, okay. And pay the vacuum, man. Oh, well, that seems about the best lead-in I can think of to talk about El Camino. Spoilers. Spoiler. Yeah, we're doing spoilers. I think because I think that if anyone is gen is genuinely interested in this, they've probably already seen it. It's sure. Been, it's been out for two weeks now, right? Yeah. And yeah. if you were a Breaking Bad fan, you were excited that this was happening before were you? it came out. That's that might be as good a place to start as any. Are there people who are mad? Did we did we need this? Is the question. I think it was probably Vince Gilligan being like, I I have an idea in my head mm-hmm. and an opportunity to tell it. And I sent you that quote he had about like, you know, you never know which, what success is going to be and you really need to just bank on it when it happens. And he's a very fortunate guy that Breaking Bad is a... Yeah, that it broke the way it did. Yeah, it's a literary show. It's not, it's not uh, some franchise bullshit, even though they are... Well, now Even it's like now, Yeah, I mean, now there's, this is yeah. the third iteration of But the, all of these things have been good and in the same universe and with the same people working on them. Sure, 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 sure. Same mind. And the, well, and, the, and the same visual style that... Yeah, I wonder if it's not the same cinematographer who filmed... Because there was, like, one guy who did most of that show. Who did a lot of it, yeah. There's a lot of... Um, yeah, they cycled between, like, They do a lot of handy cam moves, which they were always really creative about throwing a little handy cam... Well, in, and there's... Uh, a, I mean, and it's a in big... In a closet or this, something. Uh, this movie, which really just feels like a two-hour episode of Breaking Bad... Yeah, it feels like the epilogue a little bit. Yeah, it has a lot of the same kind of methodical, logical camera work and like kind of narrative building that the show always did like that show always really fall, fell back on the logic of like this needs to happen for this and this you know like like yeah. like Jesse going like ripping apart the apartment trying to find the money that Todd had left yeah all all of the things like every and it's it's almost something that makes me a little less interested in it sometimes is like how and I've I've said this so many times already at this point but how methodical it yeah. is like it. It almost like hinges on reason to such an excessive degree that it like gets a little boring sometimes. But I mean, sometimes it's also like just the blocking of a character creates all the tension or whatever. Mm. I I appreciate. I think that if that show hadn't been as uh, methodical as it was, right? Well, but I mean, the, that it wouldn't be the same. Beast the thesis at all. of the show is like is in logic somewhere, you know, I mean, that was... The chemistry. Well, yeah, the the scientific mm-hmm. way to do things, the right way to do cl- things. it's clean. Yeah. That's, I don't know, that's, like, clearly Vince Gilligan's kind of um, style. He's he's good at wrapping things up in kind of a nice mm-hmm. bow. Yeah, no, no, and I mean, I don't know. It's, I guess this is the first question that I asked you is, did we need this? I would say no, but we don't, we didn't need Better Call Saul either. And that's still good. Like, do we need... It's like, you could... I think Better Call Saul is a little better than what this was. This was a little... I'm not caught this, up on Better Call Saul. This felt a little fanservice to me. Yeah, and that's where I... To answer your question of did we need this, it's like, in this day and age, this shit is happening so much. Like, we asked yeah. the same question about the Dark Crystal. Yeah. Or you could ask the same question about the Mandalorian. Yeah. Or well, Big Bird teaching Well, but, but, the, Man- but the Mandalorian... And Breaking Bad are very different because the star the Star Wars franchise is like ripped and split apart. There's all these sure. novels and animated series. There's so much of it. But Breaking Bad was like this one kind of shared experience visual novel that we all got over the course of while it was airing, and people have you know continued to go back to it and, and dig it out. Well, whereas Star Wars is you know obviously so many different things. Yeah, and, I think it's been, but I I like that it seems more instead of just um, cashing in. Mm-hmm. It seems. More, it doesn't feel like they're cashing it's, in. It feels, I, more, I'll say it that. feels more like Vince Gilligan telling his. He created this universe and these characters, and he's not done telling the stories he wants to tell. Sure. And so I respect. You know, he he was one of those guys that was like, whenever people talked about that show, they were like, "Well, this this guy's vision." It's like um, 
uh, Nick Pizzolatto. Sure, sure. You know. Or Matthew Weiner, or any, or any of those showrunners yeah. who ran those some, massive things. If someone else... Simon and Pelicano. If someone else was doing the spinoff for the, you know, like this Sopranos thing that's going to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, is not run by, what's I, his name? I'm sure it is. Yeah, I think it, that's been his, like, project since that show. Yeah, ended, I think I'm sure it is. And that, and that makes it, to me, more... At least palatable. A little more intriguing. A little yeah. more palatable than just like we're making another Star Wars movie with a new right. director. Right. I mean, yeah, like like David Milch wrote the the Deadwood movie. Like, right. You know, you're trying. Try, it's the same people I, I, keeping it going, but at the same did time, we need the Deadwood movie? You know? The Deadwood movie, I don't think we needed. I didn't watch the whole. What thing. you needed was another was a final season of Deadwood. And yet, that didn't get, happen. And yet, there's more Westworld just around the corner. <sighs> So we haven't even really. So way to bring this fucking conversation okay. to screeching halt. So we okay, haven't, so one we thing we really like, talked about the story of this at all. Right, but, but let me just ask pose, pose one more question to you because this is how how deep is this supposed to go that we continue delving into the Breaking Bad universe? And six years later, I think these people all look <coughs> significantly different than they did before. I don't think we're gonna get any more of this future stuff outside of in better call Saul, they start a, they have these season openers yeah, where he's in where he's at the the, the Cinnabon. Cinnabon. Yeah. And I don't think you're going to see like Jesse Pinkman show up in the Cinnabon universe in that show. But okay, so that's another question. I, I think is... these have been more character driven, like they picked this one character, let's just tell part of his story in mm. a, like before and now this is part of this guy's story after. Because one lingering question is, like, what happens to Jesse when that show ends? Yeah, but it just explains the minutes after that yeah, show ended. Gives, I would have been you, a little gives more... You, I think it just gives closure to that. I guess so. I, I would have been a little more interested if it had picked up where the movie ends with him getting to Alaska. Everything before that was just the semantics of logic that got yeah, him there. Yes, yeah, you're right. And there wasn't much of, like, a, what's his life going to be like now. But you're left being like, it can be anything. Jesse's free, and he got away. And that's refreshing, I think, in these dark times. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to I'm trying to justify Vince Gilligan's logic, I guess. Sure. And play the devil's advocate sure. here. But all of that stuff said, it was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, it's like a good, um, if it were a movie that didn't have anything to do with Breaking Bad, and it were just about a guy who needed to escape town really fast. Oh, sure, it's like you're just and, jumping and in. And he's like on the yeah. news and stuff like that. Sure. Like, I thought it was an entertaining story all the way mm. through. This, the suspense level is is pretty fucking high throughout, throughout the thing. There were a lot of flashbacks, but, mm. and my brother told me they were going to be, and I was like, okay, so we'll see some characters... Do you want but to talk about some of those? They were pretty judicious, actually, I thought. Like, I did like the plot line of him and Todd having to go get rid of the plot. Okay, the Todd thing I think we can set aside, because that is, like, a major The function. Walter White didn't really... I was going to say, let's... Like, the the Walt scene, I was... This, the movie opens with the Even scene the Even the Jane one at the end. The Jane one is tough. I think that, I think that the um, Jonathan Banks one... What is his character's name? That was at the beginning. The Mike. The Mike. That scene, one was okay, just because. Ooh, it set really? Up, that one really was turning me off to the movie initially. It set up Alaska. That was the point of that one. The other ones were a lot more unnecessary. The the one that really hit me was like the Todd ones, because then you got to see why Jesse, what Jesse's like trauma was. Yeah, you were you're thrilled to know that Jesse ultimately kills Todd. It's like the one thing that gets you through watching those scenes. It was tough watching him not kill Todd and oh yeah, acquiesce to him. And that scene, I was I was a little puzzled at why Jesse didn't kill him there. I, was also, I mean, obviously he doesn't kill him because we know that he kills him later. But well, he was so mentally like uh, captive. Like there's a bunch of scenes early in that sequence where Todd's just like walking around in public with Jesse. Like Jesse could just sprint away, but he knows he's not going to. Yeah. Like, he knows he's got this guy under his mental I don't know if I needed to see Jesse with the boot on his neck for that much longer. I mean, I know this. I know the horror he went through already. Or even, you already know that Todd's a fucking psycho. The the more, more... It is good stuff out of Todd. The creepiest thing wasn't that he just stabbed the nice cleaning lady because she found his money. Uh. It was that he kept the tarantula from the kid that he shot. 
in the show. Yeah. And if you, and you kind of don't know that. In That's a little bit of a last detail, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of an Easter egg, but it's like super fucked up. Yeah. Like, and Jesse looks at that with horror. It felt a little bit like the last season of Breaking Bad where they kind of needed to create a new, new conflict because Gus had been dealt with. Well, but the last, I mean, like, the final stretch is, it picks up, well, but that, yeah, they picked the ultimate evil, (coughs) which were the Nazis, and that was also Hank, knowing what was going on, because he found the Walt Whitman book. And this, it was, like, the one Nazi guy that got away, the welder, was the... Yeah. And who, they ended up doing like a... Who is a, also... And I, I can see Vince Gilligan being like, fuck it. They're going to do a goddamn shootout in the middle of this place. Okay, and that, okay, so let's okay, let's get into that whole thing. Because that actor from plays a very similar character in Righteous Gemstones. It's the same dude, isn't it? Yeah, and that's why that guy and his partner that they're faking to be... The fake FBI the, agents. Is our guy from... Um, Young Pope. Oh, Jesus, you're right. Yeah, and I and I really enjoy that actor. I think we both loved him. In I the thought Young those Pope. characters were both entertaining. It, it was the the guy the guy from Righteous Gemstones. I I <laughs> found that performance a little contrived. I'm not as I don't find him as scary as his mm, um as, as his type apparently. Well, it's he's funnier Lansing. in the Righteous Gemstones. He's funnier in the Righteous this... Gemstones. Awkward moment in the Western shootout scene where he. Tries to like get in the face and back down the young pope guy. Oh, that's super where awkward. that where that guy was like, you know, I'm a tough guy actor too, and I don't really like bowing down to you. And it kind of just seems like two actors not agreeing on what the scene is. Well, and Vince Gilligan directed that, <laughs> and he directed several Breaking Bad episodes, but not like the heaviest hitting ones. Sure, he was running the show and dealing with the greater arc and plan of the thing. I don't know know how many years in the making this thing has been. I mean, I mean, the show ended six years ago. Yeah, it's been a long time. I really do want to send out a love letter right now to Matthew Weiner and tell you that as many times as I've joked about it, I do not want the Sally Draper in the '80s series. I don't think you're gonna get. Don't give me any more Mad Men. I don't think. I don't want any more. I don't think you're gonna get any more Mad Men. Well, I think I I think Matthew Weiner's done, but. Well, I think even John Hamm is like no. I've told Don's story. Well, like, but like he'd be dead. I get. Well, no, he'd be teaching in Naropa with uh, with, uh, with Vince. Vince. Yeah. <laughs> Is the, I mean, what else? What else? I mean, there's a lot to talk about with El Camino. I. It was pretty. It was fun to watch, but it was also. I mean, I. I just don't know. I don't hate that they've done this like expanded Breaking Bad universe because I like these characters. Yeah. And like I said, if this if this were like any other, just like escape movie or something it'd be really entertaining like yeah he has great scenes with and a lot of it is like just who he's talking to and who he's you know he sneaks into this place and gets this money but he needs a little bit more money and like he's his the the western shootout scene is is great i loved his scene with robert forrester where is that is that robert is that forrester's last scene no he takes him to alaska oh sure 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 yeah, he. I mean, he's like, here's the deal. You need to go get that H. Sure, but I mean, like the last scene he ever shot in his life. Did he die? He just recently died. Uh, that might have been one of those. Yeah, it's a great one to go out. That was on. a that that scene was a was a little more fun. Well, and he brings the credibility of that thing up to a huge level too, mm-hmm. where you're like, this motherfucker was in Jackie Brown, like uh, his uh, his he was in a bunch of old westerns. And his appearance like, in the original series was like, oh, yeah, ooh la la, and both Walter and Saul ended up paying that guy to yeah. get away. Like, he, I, you know, I don't, I forgot kind of some the of angel that. of their salvation or whatever. Uh-huh. And Jesse was the only one who turned it down, and that was like why he was like. You gotta pay me twice because you already fucked me last time, and you ended up being a Nazi, yeah, meth slave. Tough. Weird. Weird. Dire- well, they took Jesse like in a really crazy direction with that storyline. Yeah. And he's an interesting character. They never planned to even keep him around. They were gonna kill him off. And Aaron Paul, yeah, God bless him, like has made that character compelling enough to justify this movie being made for some people. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's weird that it happened. It is weird. But I wasn't pissed off to hear about it. No, and I wasn't pissed off to watch it. I was just like, I, I don't know if this is worth it. Yeah. 
You know, I don't know if I needed any. I don't know if I needed any of those details filled. I, mean, I would have been totally interested in Jesse arriving at Alaska and that being some other where he story. down. Yeah, it most. I bet that'd be pretty dull though. It'd be him sitting around drinking and making friends and starting. Well, but the, I mean, and... but I, shit, I, I kind of would have gone for like the Vince Gilligan as Noah Baumbach Jesse sure. moving to Alaska. That's not really Vince Gilligan's. Deal. Well, but I'm sure that he could, I'm sure, that, but I mean, like, what is the idea if that's what happens? I kind of wish that were the second half of this movie. When it did end, I was like, oh shit, that, they're just going to end on... Where you were kind of hoping He was it. driving, in the beginning of the thing, he's driving off into salvation out of very dangerous circumstances, and by the end of it, he's still just driving off into salvation, but it's much more secure and it's, safe. It's secure, and yeah. And you know that he's going to be okay. Yeah, because at the end of the show, when he's driving away, you're like, Jesus There's going to be a manhunt for Like, him. they're going to fucking clap him up uh-huh. real fast. Oh, totally. You know? Totally. He's going to be in jail for the rest of his life. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that he's even able to get to Badger and Skinny Pete, which was odd, which, I mean, that's probably the best fan service that you could have given me, personally, was to see those two characters again. Well, I really loved that Skinny Pete is suddenly revealed to be, like, the smartest of the three of them in that moment. Oh, oh where yeah! he's like, here's the deal, you're gonna take Badger, you're gonna take this, you're gonna take Jesse's car, you're gonna drive as far yeah. as you can going to Mexico, I'm gonna take your car, I'm gonna go this way, Jesse, or I'm gonna take the El Camino, like, he just yeah. clicks it all together, and that is the time that Jesse need, needed to buy yeah. to make everything else happen. Yeah. I could have gone for a little more Skinny P and Badger, but... Yeah. But also then I'm just like, I'm just crying out for the fan service that I'm accusing this thing of doing. Exactly. So. It'd be like if Mike or Saul showed up in that thing, you'd be like, what the fuck? Well, I mean, aside from the flashback but shit. That fir- but that first scene with Mike, I'm like, I don't even understand like where, where or when this is happening or why this is happening. It was happening, I thought it was happening at that creek where Mike was killed. Yeah, it, yeah, it like, is. Like right before that. It happened. is, but is it like... They're waiting for Walter, and then I think Jesse left or something like that. I can't remember the fucking... But but they clearly but they this clearly like but they I clearly shot that Deadwood. scene with the actors as they look now you know you're like yeah yeah well, that's a problem I I was thinking about watching the Deuce was uh, are we transitioning to the Deuce yeah but how those characters have not aged over ten years well but the, you know but they kind of have I mean even in the but not the way those actors and those people really would in and, the trailer for the finale they they cut back to how these guys looked. In the in season one, and you're like, oh, you know, they. I'm sure they've been doing a lot. There's of... There's been some weathering. I'm sure that's happened. The makeup department has been in charge of that. Well, it's that's the makeup and it's the costumes and it's the way that those performances. The, yeah, carry. those. I mean, those actors have done a good job. I think of of maturing themselves. Well, that through the series. What's cool about that that jumping five years thing is it yeah. forces these arcs that we don't even witness. Yeah. Where suddenly they're kind of different people. You see the decay. Yeah, and the and the rise and fall of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was a hell of an episode. A hellish episode. A hell, it was a hellish episode. I mean, the the huge blow of that episode. <sighs> that nice choice of words. Oh my god! And we and you said that something bad was gonna befall our girl Lori. Spoilers. Yeah, we're doing spoilers. This is a deuce pod. Lori puts her. Cocaine. Lori goes and does a trick. Lori tries. Lori is trying everything to find a reason to be alive. And Candy gives her be in my movie. She's gonna. Lori's gonna save Candy's movie. I mean, it's like what's gonna get it a little more money? They have the conversation with uh, Lori's fucking shit ex boyfriend and the other producer. Who owns her? Who owns her? Yeah. What I can't remember what their company is called, but they're. Uh, I don't know. It's one of those, and it's gonna it's gonna get Candy's thing pushed out, or Eileen's thing, we should say. Yeah, she makes the deal with them, based around Lori, who is crossing the country doing stripper gigs. Well, and they talk about in the after the episode about how the conversation she has with Candy, she realizes the only thing she has is her name as a porn star like she has no family she does drive she by her old she drives by her old house which is what we were like and it's, and it's boarded up they've all moved yeah. away yeah yeah we wanted her and, to go and back that's there. how it starts and you're like this is not gonna go well yeah she realizes all she has is that her sexual identity well and she's gonna be the one to save candy's movie she's gonna be the one to make the movie happen because she's the starlet it's all gonna come together but she's so fucking burned out coked out 
you know, just worn down, hollow. Yeah. Um, and paranoid. So <laughs> it feels so bad. So she goes and does a trick and goes for a cocaine and puts it back in her purse. And you're like, yeah, don't do the cocaine. And immediately grabs her gun and shoots herself in the head, and it's horrifying. And it's all over. And you and me were, you you said we both were like rewinding it to make sure that <sighs> maybe she would not do it the same time. It was so devastating. And there's it's the, very fast. And, and in the very... after the episode, yeah, and in the after the episode thing, he talks about how the director of that episode talks about how they wanted to hold all the people in Candy's li- or in Lori's life as well as the viewers accountable for what happens to her. Yeah. She's dead. Now she's gone. Yeah, they were we were all complicit in that. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> it felt it felt so bad. It, to to see. It reminded me go, we've talked about Boogie Nights a lot, but when Mo yeah. Mage Macy shoots himself in that <laughs> Yeah. It's it's, it's, it's played it's, to a different tone. It's totally different tone, but it's very sudden. And very like, oh shit, all the fun and games have come to a screeching halt yeah, kind and, of moment. And just the fragility of human life is always brought into brought back into focus so that it can happen in a second. Well and And that's also happening at the same time in that episode in the slower pace with Mike in the cabin. Oh my god. We didn't think that we were gonna see him again and we know that Vince has put him up. He's clearly He's been told it's the beginning of the end. Yeah. Or the end of the beginning. End of yeah, end of the beginning with the HIV virus and and that, and that like, is so and, dev- It's and just as hard to watch that. It's just as hard to like watch his slowly dying eyes as it is to see Lori's dead eyes. Wanted to hear Vince say like, "Are you gonna be okay here during the winter without a phone? With you gonna have no firewood?" And he goes, "I'm not gonna make it to the winter. Like the winter's not gonna get me or whatever." And you're like, "Oh, oh my god." <laughs> it is the curtain over or the the veil over that whole episode is just so dark. Uh, well, and it's kind of what everything's been coming to for so long. Like they knew where Lori's storyline was gonna go the mm-hmm. minute they got her off that bus mm-hmm. in the first episode of the show. She deserves an Emmy, I think. That actress. That was a great performance. That was a great that that character was a just a such a great function of a drama well and such a like tragic character oh my god (laughs) oh my god the hardest just that you want to glory i prayed for you you want to do something for the girl (laughs) yeah and there's nothing you knew you know even if you knew this chick in real life you would not be able to do anything for her you could you could offer to help as much as you want but she'd be on some self-destructive I feel I feel that way with so many of the characters in that show and I and I I don't know where it happens where you are so in like so drawn to all of them and you have such a a a loving relationship to all of the characters that you really do want to nourish them and 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 help them feel better but that show it the 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 deuce does it so well, much better than almost like, any show I've ever it's seen. It's like the antithesis of Succession, where these are like the people on the bottom. <laughs> where it's where, like where that show challenges you to like these people. And we we gleefully watch Succession characters fail, and in this we know that horrible things are going to happen, yeah. and we're just not wanting. Yeah, there's to a have doomed do. quality. That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're damned, and it's coming. Yeah. Down the pipeline. Man, that's why I... what is Whatever is coming for this finale, I don't think I'm even ready for. I think it, I think it might be a really out-of-left-field thing. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the wire ends in a very kind of smooth way, and I think that this might have a more traumatic finale. Well, should we go down our characters and maybe make some predictions or talk some about Some predictions? Okay. Like we didn't get any There uh, was no Paul in this episode yeah, at all, which there wasn't. It, there's it's a glaring absence that character. Well, I don't know what the, I don't know where else Paul's story's going to go. Well, now that his lover is It's going to you're going to have to get some kind of closure on if he has the bug or not. Or if he just goes back to producing a show or something. Well, I would imagine it's going to be something about what he's doing with all of his property, and it's going to be if he is if he has HIV right. or not. Right. I mean, if he's if he might he's not go- answer that question for us. It's going to have to. He's going to have to go get tested because it's because he's been like, I'm sure I've got it all season yeah. long. Yeah. You're going to need to get that. 
No, but are we, the audience, going to hear the results? I think so. I think so. Or will we just see Paul drive off with a look on his face and wonder? You know, because that's the. Kind I think of, that we'll that's get. That's the kind of uh, carpet tugging. I think that they'll be definitive about it. I don't know. That that is you're right. That's the question left for Paul. For him, yeah. For Eileen slash Candy. Well, I think she, in the trailer, she finishes this movie. Well, I mean, she yeah. really goes to shoot the scene for that other movie. Well, and you can see Harvey be like, you gotta make this thing. It's, it is art. In, like, Harvey. Which, if the arc of this thing, this season has been Harvey coming around and giving her money to make her thing. That's kind of weird. I don't expect her boyfriend will... She's gonna fuck... Oh, she's gonna fuck on camera still. She still made yeah. that deal. Yeah. And I think that'll destroy her relationship. We didn't... Because that guy actually... We haven't seen him. Was he... Or was he in that last episode? No, he wasn't, but I think he's going to react poorly to her going back to shooting. Probably. Yeah, because I don't even think she's... Ditch him, Kim. She didn't even fucking tell him. Ditch him, I Not that she needed to, but... Right. Vince Vince and um, Zoe Kazan, his ex-wife, had a scene where they had just slept together again, but it seemed like the hopes of them repairing that marriage is not going to happen. Yeah. Abby left. Abby found the gun. And, move, and moved all of her shit out. When they showed Vince hiding that several times, I was like, well, this is going to go somewhere. Chekhov's... Chekhov's gun. gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also really loved Abby's moment standing up to Luke Kirby, who, yeah. who left his yeah. wife, or was forced to leave, or whatever. Closure on that, on that subplot. Yeah, so his, his story's kind of wrapped, but she called him out, and she called D'Angelo out in front of the whole city hall. Yeah about this not being to save the people of this mm. part of town, but to eradicate them, basically. I think, I feel, I have the feeling that Simon Pelicanos wish they could spend all of the time on that really slow, meticulous, judicious plot of yeah, that stuff. that's the kind of stuff in The Wire that they get really into, where you're like, yeah, yeah dude, like, the, this is so... The city development planning thing and the way that runs through the law enforcement is, like, their fucking bread and butter, and I can tell that this show wishes it was doing that more, and I kind of wish it was, too. Well, what's the name of the, the street cop guy they've been working with who... Who was the real guy? I, I forget his name. Because, like... I'm sure that character would be expanded a lot. Like, yeah. all three of those guys would be yeah. equal screen time to yeah. the characters. This probably could have definitely been 10 or 12 episodes, and I, so I, and I wish it were, but... Yeah, me too. I wish it were at least as long as the last two seasons. Yeah, it's it's too bad that it's, it's shorter. Maybe the only thing that... As long as we cut Larry Brown. And that's... I, let's not talk about it. Okay. I mean, we've, I don't know how many times we need to do it. Maybe Larry Brown will show up in the finale. I'm going to put that at, like, plus 1,500 odds. Oh, one thing I'd like to talk about is Bobby and Black Frankie in this episode. And Tom, <laughs> okay, yeah. And Tommy Longo. We haven't really gotten to him. Yeah, that's true. Because he basically tells Vince not to ask questions and keep doing what he's doing. Yeah. And Vince is like, fuck this guy. Is that going to... Is that gonna? I mean, Vince is not going to take him on by himself. I, would dump that, I wouldn't think. Well, I could see Vince killing him and leaving town forever. Driving out to Boulder. Yeah. <laughs> to the Rope College. To be alone. To meet Don Draper. To be alone, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Abby will end up committing to her girlfriend or whatever. <sighs> they seem like they broke up, but they probably will. They, like, broke around. up and, like, didn't break up? Yeah, it's whatever. That was just underdeveloped. Yeah, that could have used at least one more Just some slushing. few more scenes, yeah. yeah. Besides them just being, like, making, fucking. making out and fingering each yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah For was... a show about... Yeah, that, a yeah. little more woke than that. Sure. So, Black Frankie and Tommy Longo and Bobby t- are talking about how the beepers have made. Oh yeah, they're they've replaced the pimps, and now the beepers have made them obsolete. Mm-hmm. And they're like Tommy, there's no ifs, ends, or buts about this. Yeah. But when Black Frankie talks Bobby into standing up to Longo, he tells him a story about stabbing a guy <laughs> in prison with yeah. a fucking. Uh, Screwdriver. Yeah, in the eye. In the shower. Until it touched because his fucking the, brain. Because the guy had been eyeballing him since he showed up. That's fucking amazing. That that scene is is really good. Because Bobby is like, so what the hell am I supposed to do? 
And you're like, this is what Black Frankie did when he was in jail? Oh my god, he's like, you missed the entire point of my story. Can I get more duck sauce, honey? (laughs) I mean, we kind of did this on the last episode, but that that performance is fucking great. Yeah. I want to see that guy achieve everything. Well, and I'm sure, you know how these guys work, like, these actors are all going to keep reappearing in other Pelicanos and... Well, they've David well Simon they've already shit. shot one. You know, David Simon posted a picture on Twitter with him and Zoe Kazan that he was like praising her performance and whatever the next thing they're doing, which we've looked up before, but I forget what the precisely what the I'm gonna have to look that up. Like, context as as we're done. Yeah, I forget what it is, but I mean, I'm here for whatever they are gonna do. Yeah, you know, absolutely. The the ensemble, political, socio-economical dramas that those guys do are just fucking right at my yeah the the world is the is the main character yeah yeah we've we've talked about how we want them to shoot the 20th century an episode an episode per year oh yeah like we a decade or whatever yeah i'm here for that no one for no 100 episodes for fucking century yeah Give it to me. It'd be like about a family. If we can It'd get be the, about like several families. Yeah, like let's like get let's Godfather. get the fucking MacArthur grant for those two guys. <laughs> Just bang that shit out. That would be like the Lord of the Rings Godfather mafia shit, probably. Oh my god, them being like we're gonna tell the story of America in the twentieth century. Uh huh. It'd be a little bit like American pop. A little bit, yeah. But probably more focused on gangster illegal business practices than and, than, than and, and shady political dealings mm-hmm. and how yeah, that's how that's up. directly affected communities across the country yeah that'd be super interesting that sounds fucking awesome uh one last thing it's a good challenge to i did want to say uh maybe maybe we'll tease this if you'll watch this over the week in the uh the modern times or not not modern times in the modern love series on Amazon based on the New York Times column, which is great. Huge fan of Modern Love. In the Anne Hathaway episode, which is a very good one, the the male counterpart to her in that episode is the actor who plays Cece in The Deuce. Aww. Who is a British actor, and I first saw he's on Downton Abbey for like two episodes as this jazz singer. And he's very cool, but he's a, Brit- he's a British actor. It, and the voice that he does in Modern Love is pretty, and the physicality is pretty much the same voice and physicality that he uses in The Deuce. Oh, really? <laughs> Which, like... Like, that's his one American... Yeah, that's, like, the one yeah, American thing he's got. Is he all tough and stuff like that? <laughs> he's not all tough, but it's, like, he's just very... Uh, swaggery. He's very swaggery and, like, very... He's my American. Yeah, it's so funny, because then he's so charming in Downton Abbey, and, but two seasons of CC, you're, like... Get away. Get away from that guy. No, 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 no. It's... He's going to cut you. No. <laughs> so... Get away. Uh, but uh, but ultimately, the context of that episode, you're like, oh, get away from Anne Hathaway. Or don't. It's, I don't want to see what any sport was in there. That's good, that's good stuff. But it was really, it's funny to see that guy in anything else, because, like, Cece was such a menacing, evil presence. Yeah, and this season has really kind of... Missed him. Missed, Yeah. That tension, yeah, that he brought, yeah, because her Lori's fucking California porn star or like or California porn executive boyfriend is like, yeah, he's not like a scary dude. Or no, he's just a fucking dork. But I mean, the pimps have been put out of business yeah. at this point. Yeah, like this, the scary thing is like AIDS, and that's like. Yeah, the that's that's the real yeah. Life is the bad guy in this yeah, last season. Yeah, or everyone, or you know, don't cheat people out of their cocaine. I guess that's one lesson we can learn from Frankie. Yeah, who are you gonna call when I come to collect? Jesus, what? And I knew I knew that was gonna be the thing he probably got killed over. Is either gonna be that or the Mets? They were setting it up like Rudy was gonna kill him for not making his payments. Rudy always seemed like he was gonna be the brutal, the brutal presence. In the yeah, world. and that was like the red herring. Behind the the cocaine deal or whatever. I mean, what else? What else you want to get out there? I mean, this has been a pretty subdued episode by us. Yeah, we're not as rowdy as we always are. But sure. 
We're a little tuckered out. We're just trying to get it. We're just trying to get to the to the deep stuff. What else uh, do we have to look forward to? Well, next week we'll definitely talk Deuce finale. Yeah, I'd say, I mean finale of the show. Yeah, series series finale. Mm-hmm. I would say watch the Modern Love series. Like we could have some fun talks about that. I might. I'm trying to avoid too much of that. We could go see the Lighthouse this weekend. Lighthouse comes out. Oh, yeah. There's going to be movies here down the line that we're going to want to talk about. Yeah, The uh, Irishman. Irishman's coming. Marriage Story's coming. Uh, who knows? Maybe one of these nights we'll go see The Joker. And then, uh, you know, in like a month or so, then we'll get some Miss Maisel. Some Little Women. Yeah, Little Women will be coming. Yeah, <laughs> there's, a, there's a few. Uncut Gems, the the uh, the Adam Sandler-Kevin Garnett joint from A24 is pretty high on my list what is this oh my god i'll show right, i'll show you the trailer right now all right all right let's get out of here all right everybody we'll see you next week here at hot little takes what's up